afternoon or good evening you're here with Nathaniel Butler and this is another episode of talk is deep I want to thank you guys for taking the time to join me today I really appreciate it because uh, you could be doing anything else but uh, you're here with me so uh, let's suffer together and no, I'm just kidding but uh, <laughs> last episode was um, a while ago uh, if you haven't checked it out give it a chance and just listen to that it was a lot of great content in that episode I interviewed uh, a lot of local Arizona artists coming up in the hip-hop R&B and rap game and um, shout out to Jalen for that for letting me go to her house during her uh, house party and just uh, get some interviews and get some great content from that so like I said you guys haven't checked that out give it a chance and check it out this episode uh, I have someone with me today he's a fellow comedian I've known for a couple years now and uh, we got into talk here and there and uh, Recently had a conversation with him a couple of months ago, and uh, just it was just like a crazy good conversation. And I asked him to be my podcast, um, and I'll just let him tell you his story. Uh, welcome my guest today, uh, Doug Mergenthal. Thanks for joining me, Doug. Well, thanks for having me. I was looking forward to it. Couldn't wait for to finally do this, man. <laughs> yeah, I, um, like I said, you're a fellow comedian, and um, you were, you actually had a pretty pretty crazy crazy life like and i just found out some stuff like right now before we start recording about some of the stuff you went through so i was like what the heck i didn't know any of this stuff so it's gonna be a cool uh chance to talk to you and uh i was gonna get right into it uh so what where did you grow up i grew up on the south side of chicago now you say i had a crazy life it ain't over yet <laughs> I mean, you know I, i'm not done so yeah i'm sure yeah. some more crazy stuff will happen but no, i grew up on the south side of chicago right about four or five blocks from comiskey park okay um where they call it the cell now or usl or field or whatever but it's still comiskey park to me okay so yeah where all the, where all the good pizza's at and, all right uh, i never i never been to chicago but i i want to go but uh I keep seeing all the, all the the memes on Instagram about you know the, the ghetto of Chicago, so it kind of scares me. <laughs> so there, you, there's enough to be scared about, but there's also enough to really love. I okay. Mean, honestly, I mean, some of the best movies are filmed there. Oh, I know. You know yeah. It just and, and again, you know, by looking at me, and I know you can't see me now on the podcast, but it, they got the best food. Too, you know? <laughs> you know, I, honestly, man, I, I I go probably once a month Jones and for some real pizza. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, is absolutely. it is it? Uh, is it like a nostalgia feeling when you when you go back? Oh, absolutely, back? yeah, absolutely. I've been. It's been about six years since I've been back. But, okay, you know, uh, it's a it's a trip. You know, you know, you're here at my house, and my my uh, um, Bella's mom could tell you she went out there with me when Bella was a baby, and and she just it was such a trip going through the neighborhood, and yeah. you know, some of the great food, and just it was just she had a blast. But yeah. it's aside from their awesome food I mean I could talk about Chicago for a long time but, <laughs> but there's just never a dull moment yeah I mean 2 o'clock in the morning there's something to do mm-hmm. there's never a dull moment yeah somebody's awake yeah, yeah somebody's awake <laughs> doing, doing something doing something I know uh, did 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 you see a lot of the history and climate change like climate as far as as demographic change throughout the years of Chicago before you moved well yeah actually you know you talking about like um like segregation stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Actually, it's funny that you said it because uh, I grew up in it, and when I was growing up, it was an all Italian neighborhood. Okay. And there'd be a dividing line between 
that neighborhood and we're most predominantly Hispanic. Oh wow! And there, there'd be another dividing line. I mean, you knew. I mean, you once you crossed 39th Street, it was all black. Wow. Okay. Yeah, it was dividing lines. Now I was a little kid, so I could care less what neighborhood I was in because I didn't know any better. Yeah. And, and, you know, yeah. Who cares? You know what I mean? But as you grew up, people around, you, oh, don't cross there, don't cross there. But again, it's it's all. You know, that's how it was growing up as a kid. Yeah. You know? So now I'm 49 years old now, so that's back, you know, in the early 80s. Okay. Or way early 80s. Okay. You know I mean, so even early 70s, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but as before I left, you know, it was really like Chinatown took over. Really? Chinatown really moved into the Italian neighborhood, which I care less. It's just more Chinese restaurants. Because <laughs> you know I, mean? I remember, like I said. More chow mein. I, yeah, where I grew up, man, you could, you'd walk, you could, from my house, you can walk through to Chinatown and, like, see just the coolest restaurants wow. where the chicken feet are hanging in the window and stuff like that. I mean, just like you knew you were like Chinatown. authentic. Oh, wow. yeah. Oh, everything was authentic. Like, wow. As a matter of fact, like you said, you could walk from my house through the Chinatown and you could see, if you've ever seen a movie Backdraft, that, um, yeah, the uh, fire move, Ron Howard, uh, you know, Academy Award, everything oh, okay. was in the backdrop. Okay. okay. So, but that fire station that w- they filmed that from was right there in Chinatown. Wow. You know, so it's, yeah, it's, everything's like right there. Yeah. You know, so. That's crazy. But yeah, the most authentic, you talk about authentic Chinese food. Everywhere you go, dude, man, you pay for, you go to a Mexican authentic restaurant in the neighborhood, you pay in pesos, man. It just. Really? Well, you, you, <laughs> you pay in cash, okay. but, you, but literally you see on the register, you said pesos out of here. So, but yeah, it's authentic everything. That's man. crazy. Yeah. Destination so, Island right there, Chicago. Yeah. <laughs> what what got you into the comedy? A dare. Really? I, honestly, Explain that. A dare. It's funny because, you know, I, I had no idea I was funny growing up. Honestly, I did. I mean, you know, my uncle and I got a, I got a stunt double. There's a guy out there. He's just three years older than me. He's my uncle, but he looks exactly like me. And the kids we grew up with, you had to be, you had to be a smart ass to get along. You know, what I mean? just to keep up. Yeah. You know I mean, and I didn't even think I was one of the funny ones. You know, what I mean? but, you know, because like they were sharp. You know what oh, okay, I mean? like quick with it. Exactly. Okay. Everybody was sharp in my neighborhood. You know, I thought I was the dull one. You know, but my <laughs> uncle told me, you, know, you were always the funny. What are you talking about? I had no idea. You know, but as you know, I grew up. Um, uh, I got married at a young age. I got married at 19. Really? Okay, yeah. I got married at a young age. And it was, ironically, it was my ex-wife who heard um, on the radio coming home from work. She's like, dude, they're auditioning for the show downtown Chicago and you'll be perfect for it. Yeah. I don't know what the heck she was talking about. I had no idea what she was talking about. So <laughs> I was like, all right, whatever. So we go downtown and they are. They're they're casting for um, this uh, reality sitcom. Uh-huh. And uh, there were 600 guys there, and the next day there were 60 guys, then there were six guys, and they were just me. So deep cuts. Yeah. Wow. So it was, like, really cool, you know, and I'm just, you know, my, wearing my jeans and my Spongebob nudie uh-huh. shirt, you know, whatever. <laughs> How old were you at this time? Oh, man, I was, I was, I was probably, like, so it was in 2005. Okay. So I'm... So it was 14 years ago. I was 35 years old. Wow. So, you know, whatever. But but that's how I got into comedy. Wow. Was that audition. Okay. So that audition, we I actually was in three episodes that aired on ABC Family Channel. And, and so that was cool. So that was like my first introduction to entertaining people. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then uh, the next step was like 10 years later. For, wow. You know, being 45 years old, 44 years old, somewhere there, where my boss um, was insistent I went into the... Safeway talent show. Okay. Okay. So Safeway, Safeway like yeah. the grocery store, yeah. had a talent, talent show. show for the employees, right? <laughs> and uh, she's long since retired, but um, she was very insistent that I be part of the talent show. Okay. And I'm like, I 
doing what? I mean, magic. I mean, yeah. I'm doing what? You know, yeah. put right back your ass like, No, like that. you're gonna do <laughs> comedy. I'm like, I, I, have never done comedy. Uh-huh. <laughs> she says you're gonna do a set. Wow. And so I was like, oh man. She goes. I, so the person who was putting the show together, she calls up and she, and, and uh, she says, so I hear you're gonna be on the show. And she says, it's booked. We got 12 people as it is. And it's like, okay, great. Well, tell my boss that. Yeah, you can't I don't do it. have a set. <laughs> yeah. <you know? laughs> She calls back. She says, turns out you're going to be number 13 because oh, she wow. outranks me. And I was like, she goes, you better put something together quick. Wow. Right? So she made sure you're on the show. Oh, so here we here. Jeez. We, there's, and again, there's like three, four people that are watching this show. And I race out and there's, I'm, I'm number 13 on the list of acts. Uh-huh. And there's 12 singers. Right, and I'm the only every comic. talent show yeah, is like yeah, that. they're all oh singers. God. Right? I grew up doing talent shows, and I was always only comedian. It would be always singers, and they and I hate that because they would judge you against the singers. But I'm right. like, it's a whole different category. Yeah, you can't like, this judge is fair. Yeah, you know I mean? <laughs> unless I was saying some of my set, yeah, which would have known I were lost. <laughs> but but so I was like this, and what's worse than that is again, I told you I don't have an act. Yeah. Okay. So I'm sitting there while singer number four is up writing down stuff I'm going to talk uh-huh. about. You know, what I mean, Good stuff that somebody thought was funny at one time. Yeah. I'm, I don't have anything I've made up. I don't have a a, a bit. I just have stuff that's really happened to me, uh-huh. and now I'm trying to make it. Into a, a minute. Yeah. You know I mean, how many minutes do I get? Five. Okay, well, I took ten. Because, <laughs> wow. like, you know, some of the stories are two minutes long or whatever. Yeah. So I didn't win, okay, because, you know, the, the person that won was wearing a hula skirt and, you know, really a good hula on her. skirt. Yeah, and she sung something really <laughs> seductive and whatever, oh and gosh. I just couldn't top she that. She probably deep throw the band or yeah, something like I, that. And well, stayed. Yeah, I couldn't top that. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, it, you know, it, if, if, if I would have lost a swimsuit competition. I mean, nobody, nobody wants to see that, dude. <laughs> so, but yeah, oh I, I did. Didn't win. I got like a second place participation trophy. Oh you know, gosh. kind of trophies like you get in Little League. Yeah. You know I mean, when, yeah. You know, <laughs> by showing up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> back then, when they would pick teams, like, okay, you know, you know, we'll take the girl, you take Doug kind of thing. Yeah. You know I mean? So I got the participation trophy for that, too. But so that, honestly, I had a really good set. Um, So the guy uh, who ended up DJing it or whatever, he comes up to me and he says, hey, man, can I give you some constructive criticism? Like, whatever. And uh, he says, you need to learn some mic etiquette. You know what I mean? Sometimes your mic would go a little bit away from your mouth. Oh, whatever. okay. I'm like, okay. I said, well, this is the first time I've done this. Yeah. He goes, you're kidding. I go, no. And as he's praising how great I did at my first time ever, this other lady comes up to me and she says, just so you know, she says, my husband had tickets to Jeff Dunham tonight and I couldn't go. She says, because I'd already committed myself to setting the tables up and uh-huh. for the talent show. She says, but I enjoyed your set more than if I could have went and saw Jeff for two hours. Wow. So that was a huge compliment. Yeah, I mean, I was like, is. wow, I've never done this before and people are already enjoying it. Yeah, right? more than Jeff Dunham. Jeez. Right? All right. <laughs> yeah, and he's good. I'm not Yeah, no, he is. That's Jeff what I'm saying. Dunham, wow, that's, but, but I had really that's high praise. Yeah, I had really yeah. <laughs> so, and then the, the second biggest compliment I got from that was the next day, um, an, another coworker said her son was in the audience and all morning long he was repeating it. My set. He was really? repeating my set to her, and it took me back to when I was a kid and I watched like Eddie Murphy Raw, uh-huh. and I just kept saying it all day long, like, just annoying people. Yeah. Well, apparently I've already got people annoying people with my <laughs> stuff, you know. So that was another compliment yeah. too, you know. Uh, and then right after that, uh, from that, another coworker said, "Dude, I'm gonna get you into the lighthouse." He says, "You gotta go do an open mic. You gotta go do an open mic." And uh, I did my same set that I did at my talent show. For Bobby uh-huh. at the Bobby Johnson at the Lighthouse. Okay. Was and it was it uh, refined by then? Oh no, that was the exact same thing. <laughs> it was my second time ever. Oh, okay. I, mean, I was still wearing the same clothes. 
I, I seriously yeah. was. You know? um, so I was like, all right, so we'll go do that. And so, was, like I said, it was kind of on a dare. You know, my yeah. ex-wife was going to force me on the show. And then my coworker forced me into the open mic. And right after that set, um, I had Bobby and I had, I don't know if you know, um, Gary Brockman. Brockway. Yeah, Gary Brockway. Okay. Yeah. So Gary was there and Gary gives me a card and, and Bobby gives me his card and, and Gary booked me at... Thundermans, uh, Daddios, uh, just a, a Thunderbirds, but like four or five things Gary wanted. Me. Yeah. So I was like, all right. And then Bobby's like, can you come back next week? And and I would even go in there to watch people at the lighthouse. Yeah. You know, I mean, just because I had a good time. I was yeah. like, man, these guys are all, I'm going to go out there and have a good time. And I'd be in the audience. And Bobby had people in from, uh, that had been on uh, like Last Comic Standing, and he had people, he had some like big names yeah. that had just got back from torn, like uh, working with the troops and stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, here, so I was like, cool. I paid my way to get in. Yeah, cause I, know, I, I know he had, uh, he used to bring Clayton Perkins a lot. Maybe it was him. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it was him. He's bigger, a little bit heavier. Yeah, light skin right guy. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I was excited about seeing the show, and I'd be in the audience, and Bobby, Bobby bit the DJ booth with his thing, and, yeah. he, and he'd look at me, and he'd go, and I'm like, uh, <laughs> yeah. I thought he was telling me steal third. I, was, <laughs> <laughs> so I ain't sliding on here, yeah. man. And he comes over, and he says, Mercantile, can you give me five minutes? I'm like, tonight? You know what I mean? So here I got to be on with Clay. Yeah. You know, I was like... So I was having a lot of fun with that, so that's kind of how it all started. Okay. You know what I mean? So, and that, so it's like you... So were you? Did you feel like you were trying to resist that, like that calling to become a comedian? Well, because like you, because you said people were pushing you more so into doing I, it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, I would say that, and uh, only because again, I didn't have a set. Yeah. I didn't have. I'm, I didn't. I wasn't polished. I mean, we're, like, I couldn't see myself standing up there. All I had was stuff that had really happened in my life. Yeah. And I'm like, is this really going to be good enough? Whereas when I did the sitcom. I was convinced that was my calling. Oh, really? Oh, my goodness. Wow. If I ever get the shot at that 15 minutes of fame again. <laughs> You'll take it. Oh, I'm going to jump all over that. <laughs> Whereas today, you know, if Bobby says, hey, can you do seven minutes? Would you like to do this? Or ten minutes. Like I said, I did stand-up live, and that was amazing. I'm yeah. still on a high from stand-up live. I really, it's such yeah. a good time. It's a great crowd. It is. Yeah. It was just incredible. But I'll still go, man, what am I thinking? I can't do this. I suck. You know what, I mean? <laughs> what do I got? Yeah. <laughs> but... But uh, whereas the sitcom thing, oh man, that man. was that was it. That is exactly what I want to do. Did it did it instantly like like boost you up like mentally? Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and like I said, that that experience I'll never forget too. That that whole and again, it never took off. Never went anywhere. I never. I, I had my fifteen minutes of fame. People in the neighborhood recognized me. Wherever I go, I had my I had my fifteen minutes. You know. Yeah. I want more. You know what I mean? Because just how much fun I had. Yeah. You know. But what was it was so good. The experience in itself. I mean, like I said, you know. Um, they, we filmed an episode in one of the Dominics I used to work with. Back then, Dominics was owned by Safeway as a grocery store. I was oh, working okay. at the store, you know, okay. just like I do now. Yeah. You know? And uh, we filmed one of the episodes inside the store. So we had to get the approval from the president of the division, all this other stuff to film. Yeah. Right? So here we are. And it's it's just like, and I don't know if you, you probably experienced it, but it's just like you see. Those guys are on their big, you know, uh, what do you call those cloth chairs, or director's chairs, yeah. right? You know? mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't see one of those big cones that say action. <laughs> yeah. But they've got these big old director's chairs. And so these, legit. Right. It was legit. like, and, and these lights that are so bright, they just... Make it sweat. Right. <laughs> right. So I, while I'm doing my thing, okay, because it, it, it was a reality sitcom. So yeah. there's no line. So... It's just, what, what what was the, like the 
kind of the setup for the whole show then like if it was no lines okay well again it's realistic so what the setup was is so this guy named Joe Mosian okay you can google him he wrote a book called Hire Me Dumbass and <laughs> Hire and, Me Dumbass yeah, and the book is hilarious too. <laughs> oh, yeah. and uh, so he was going around and uh, he was trying so you go back ABC Family had a, a sitcom called My Life is a TV sitcom okay you can google that too um, but this guy Joe Mosian was selected to be on the show and then he had um, they went to go start filming in Jersey and none of his family or friends were funny they weren't no so this is what the show became okay. is then driving around America trying to find his friends and and family oh, that's what the show became okay so he's like oh man you know you see his best friend on TV his real best friend uh -huh. going hey man you know he's like you suck so we're gonna go pick someone to play you you know he goes where would you like to be from if you could be from anywhere else? Oh, and he goes, okay. Chicago. Okay. So they go to Chicago and cast this, and that's how I end up doing it. Okay. So there was no, again, there's no premise. That's, yeah. We're just picking best friends right now. That yeah. was one of the episodes. <laughs> we're picking his best friend, right? <laughs> so we're in the we're inside the store, and it's 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 a blast. We're, we're having way too much fun, okay? Um, and my ex-wife calls in sick to the job so she can watch it, right? <laughs> so she's standing next to who she has no idea who the director is. Uh -huh. And the director is the same guy who directs directed the Osbournes on MTV. I can't think of his name, but it's the same guy. Wow. Okay. So he's in his big director's chair, and she's standing next to him watching. They're laughing. They're cracking up, because it's just go time. Yeah. You know I mean, And uh, she goes, that Joe Mosian is funny. And he goes, no, that Doug Mergenthal is funny. That's your next George Costanza right there. Wow. And it was, we had, <laughs> and that's why I said that was my call. Yeah. Because uh, I don't have a line of anything, I don't have anything written down. It's just, you know, point the camera, let's go. Right? Yeah. You know. So that's why I say I'd probably be better at that than I would doing the stand-up thing. I'm having yeah. fun at the stand-up thing. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully if it takes me somewhere, God bless. But, I mean, it's – I think I would do better at the whole yeah. sitcom thing. Because you, you felt more comfortable Yeah, because I don't need to be the, the Jerry Seinfeld. I'm mm -hmm. fine. I don't even need to be George. I don't even need to – I could be the comic. Make me Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Make well, me Newman. Thanks. Yeah, that's, that's what everyone says. <laughs> yeah, maybe Newman. Now yeah, you're Newman. catching on. It shows that you're paying attention. Yeah. Way to pay attention. <laughs> I know me some Newman. <laughs> and we're back to reality. <laughs> how, how was – the transition, like, as far as handling emotionally, like, not being a part of the sitcom anymore? Oh, man, that's a good, that's a good question. That, that's funny, man. That's really, that's really Cause I, good. Because I've, I've, I've always wanted about that, because I've always wanted to, like, my whole thing was I was wanting to be, like, uh, acting in some sort of way. Cause I did, like, plays in high school. I auditioned mm -hmm. for roles and stuff after high school. Didn't get any. But uh, I always thought about, like, how it would it be, like... Knowing that, like, because you didn't have an agent, did you? No, I yeah, see, so I, I was wondering how would it be like not having an agent because usually agents will line something up for you after that, but right. so no, how this was this? You know, it, it this so this is why they call it talk is deep. Good, this is good, <laughs> that's a good question because it's funny that you say that because, um, you know, eventually the show got canceled. And and what's funny is one of the episodes that we shot, we shot the ESPN zone in downtown Chicago, okay, and it, was, it was a contest. It was a bunch of contests between two other guys that he didn't know who to select, and it was, it was, it was, it was awesome. Don't get me wrong, and it aired, I and mean, all my best friends saw me. I was, my face was all over the screen on wow. TV. It said, you know, coming this fall, blah blah blah. You know, I mean, it was real. You wow. Know? And my kids were in the audience where we filmed that last episode. Wow. And when my future didn't continue. My kids were devastated. Yeah. My daughter cried all the way home. I mean, she was just like, I can't believe that you didn't get selected. Wow. And, and I can't believe, you know, they called up and said the show's been canceled. I mean, it, it was weird because 
the last episode didn't go as good as I wanted to because I didn't think I was going to be part of the show anymore. And then I get a call up a week later from the casting director. Her name was Zena. And she's like, hey, man, can you get six months off of work? And I was like, this is it. We hit it. We hit the big time. Yeah. And I call and I get it. Because they're all supportive at work. Yeah. You know I mean, they even put it in a Safeway flyer. You know, Star is born. Wow. This was big time. Wow. So they believed in you. Which right. Is, that's amazing. Yeah. Say whatever you need, Doug. Six months off, you got it, right? That's so, amazing. Yeah. So I, and she goes, okay, great. You know, I call her up. I says, I got it. Time's off. She says, the next phone call you're going to get is from uh, a guy that's going to pick you up and your family and take you and you know, to drive to the airport. Uh-huh. And then they're going to fly you to downtown Disney. Downtown Disney, and I'm like, this is outstanding. I'm calling everyone. Okay, <laughs> this we are so excited. This is why I say when you say, how do you act? How did you react? Yeah, we go to like a Baker Square, or somewhere that serves banana cream pie. Oh, okay. this is it, man! <laughs> yeah. I bought the whole restaurant banana cream pie. Wow! Oh, I'm not making the whole a whole restaurant on me. A whole restaurant, well, a slice, and I yeah. take home. Come on, yeah. You know, so. Really? Because this was oh it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I got home. I'm standing by the phone. Like, this is it, man. This is it. You don't come this close to not making it and make it, right? Yeah. Phone rings. Hey, how's it going? I'm ready. The show's been canceled. That's what it just bluntly just showed you. show's been canceled. Did he give you an explanation why? No, I just, I never heard from anybody again. So, you talk about how your emotional reaction, that was... God, yes. all that banana cream pie. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I couldn't pay my mortgage. Yeah. I mean, like, oh my God. Yeah, I really, Return them slices. I really got ahead of the, put the horse in front of yeah. the cart there. Yeah, yeah. cart foot of the horse on that one. Man, yeah. that's crazy. So yeah, shows canceled. And, but I was, I remember. I mean, weeks would go by. You know, I'd be out, you know, walking my dog at night, going, God, why, why not me? Yeah, why not me? Do, did you feel like a little bit of depression coming oh, on? Oh, absolutely, wow. absolutely. I was like, how could this be? How could I be? You know, and I'm like, and then it took, again, it took me a couple of weeks of, you know, pissing and moaning and crying in my big bear yeah. pillow, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, to go, who do I think I am? I'm not, I, it's not like I went to some school for a hundred years and uh-huh. I auditioned day after day after day. I'm really yeah. beating the pavement. Like, what a jerk I am <laughs> to feel sorry for myself yeah. because I got selected on a chance. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so it, I, you I had, had that over. It was like you had to humble yourself a little bit. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. yeah. there are people. I know people that, that, that really chase it down hard mm-hmm. and I'm like hoping it happens yeah. and I'm mad it didn't. You yeah. Know what I mean? Shame on me. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. What, was, it, was it hard? Did you did you see yourself or did you feel yourself like developing an ego off of the the fifty minutes of fame? That's funny that you say that too. Okay, not until somebody would recognize me. Then it would be like because that would happen. You yeah. think Chicago is like a big city? It is. It is, but it's a small world, man. Yeah. And you know, again, I was only on a couple episodes. You know, and people would go. Dude, I know you. You're that guy from that show. And, of course, you better believe it couldn't fit my my head a little on my ass through the door as it is. You know what I mean? And I had to butter my head to go with it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, you talk about an ego thing. And, wow. And, and, and then when you get the ego thing on top of it, you think that, again, you think someday it could still happen. Yeah. Because you, well, I've done because it. Because it, yeah, it happened before. You know? It happened. And then, and then, you know, again, the ego thing does hit me. And, again, shame on me. So when I do stand-up sets, I hear people get their street cred all the time. You'll, you you might have seen me in Stand Up Live. I'm like, hey, dude, I've been on TV. Yeah. I want my street cred. Mm-hmm. You know, 2005. I'm, I'm, you know, people, I, I'm asking my street cred, and it was 15 years ago. Nobody, you know, who cares? Yeah. I could have been on, you know, 
uh, laughing. You know, what I mean, the '60s. Who, who cares? You know, what I mean, so, yeah. But yeah, it's. It, but I still, again, that ego makes me want more. Yeah, it really it chase it. It, it does. Yeah, because I'm telling you right now, if I ever had the time to look up or Google where there was an audition, and I ever had the time to go to it, I would. I really would, because I want 15 more. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like I don't think it's... There's nothing wrong with wanting to reach that level of success. You know what I mean? I, I feel like like what you went through then having to like come back to reality, I think that shows that you are you were willing to grow within, within yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you didn't stay in your... Like like you said, you're on your high horse. Like, right. you really came down, and but you still said, okay, this is what it is. Yet, I still strive to be... That you know what right. I mean? Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I think I think, I think that's, honestly that's a great thing because like you said, like there's probably a lot of people that they they stay in that spot where this was my that was my chance and I want everybody to remember that you know what I mean? Right. I want everybody to recognize the greatness I was you know. Yeah. What I mean? And and you know what? There's a spot for everybody in the world. Yeah. Every, there, it's okay to be a one hit wonder. If you made it to that point, and you're good with it. Good for you. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like I said, I'm, I've always been driven in just about anything I do, being in a career that actually pays the bills. Or in the comedy thing, you know what I mean? I'm driven to be successful in the comedy thing. Now that if I don't get a shot at a sitcom and stand up's my thing, then this is where I'm going to take my shots. Yeah, you know. And I've again, I've, I feel I've had relative success in it, and, I'm, and I've got a goal now. Just like when I again, just like the job that pays me, I'm driven to goals. Um, now that I've had that taste, I've got a goal now. Okay, I've got a goal now to to you know, believe it or not, when I first did the lighthouse was to make it to the improv. Really? I'll do the improv next month. Wow. Okay. Um, I w- my goal was to stand in front, you know, to do a crowd of a good four or five hundred. Stand up live had five hundred the night I was there. Really? Okay, yeah. Wow. So it was awesome. Okay. Wow. And and now I'd really love to even just open for somebody that's a big name. That's mm-hmm. my next goal. And you know, I've been blessed enough, lucky enough, fortunate enough, however you want to put it, to where um, Chances have been put in front of me. You know, I'm not saying anything will come of this, but a, a gentleman that I work with, his niece is head of all of entertainment at the Bellagio in Vegas. Hey, I remember you talking to me about that. Yeah, that's that, crazy. That might open a door. It may not. Yeah. Okay. But it's still an opportunity. It, it might be exactly. there. Yeah. So, and, and again, just to reach that next call. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I'm going to be headlining at the Bellagio in the next 20 years. I'm just saying, but who knows? I could be open for somebody. Yeah. I, and why? And to, honestly, why not headline? You know what I mean? Would I mean, that the, be the next the, goal? The sky's always, you know what I mean? Like, absolutely. I feel like if you're setting goals like you are, like any dream is attainable if you set the goals to get there because at least you have a plan of action. You know what I mean? And a lot of people like just want the success, but they don't realize the work that goes into it. Whereas you, you say, okay, this is my goal. I want to do TP Improv, so I'm going to do this work right here. And you right. got there. You know what I mean? So you're setting small goals to get to your bigger goal. So to me, I'm thinking to myself right now, like, What's stopping you from actually headlining one day? You know what I mean? If you're oh, already... And if, I believe that. Yeah. I could someday. Yeah. I mean, I totally believe it. I think, I'm, you know, I got that in me. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got friends, again, I've been blessed. I've been fortunate enough to have really, really good, strong supporters that go to a lot of my shows. I brought 27 people to Stand Up Live, and that's because the other 50 couldn't show. I, I'm very... <laughs> and seriously. Wow. You know I mean? um, and, and, and I've got people that call me all the time. Go, Doug, you've got an hour and a half worth of stuff. You can be on HBO. You've got enough stuff. And I'm like, I do? You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're like, oh my gosh, you have no idea how much you have. You know. So again, I've I got enough supporters that totally believe that yeah. I could be the headliner someday. You know what I mean? I totally believe that. So if I buy into that and and not be afraid to do the work it takes to get to it, I yeah. will be there. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the that's the key part. 
you know, those nights were were just like you, where we'd been at a club before, and and there's six people in the audience. <laughs> You know, at least the six we didn't break. Yeah, yeah, or they yeah. work there. Yeah, or our comedians, right? Yeah, and, <laughs> the and, yeah, and then you go, you know what? This is this is part of the game. Mm-hmm. This is this and is still you, practice too. You, you got to go out there and perform like there's fifty thousand. Yeah, and you should. Yeah, you know what I mean. So they, they don't realize that. You know, a lot of people don't realize the work that second part of it. You know what I mean? I see myself there, but it, there's a lot to do it yeah. to get through it. You know, there really is. Yeah, because it's the energy. I feel like. You have to give, no matter, like you said, if it's six or 500, like you have to give everybody the same level of energy because that's what's going to progress you. Yeah, like, yeah. absolutely. Because even in that six, you know, somebody's going to go back home and go, you know what? I, there was a show at this pizza joint. I didn't even know there was going to be com- comedians there, but I had a really good time. Mm-hmm. And two of them were incredible. Yeah. And they'll tell two friends. And you know how it works. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's word of mouth. Exactly. Yeah. And, and someone will go, you know what? My And you will be on a bill somewhere. You know what I mean? And even if it's, a, it's a, just a little bit bigger than that six people in a pizza joint you yeah. know what I mean they'll go I saw that guy or I heard about him you know and he'll and then he'll, he'll bring 10 you know what I'm saying yeah. so you never know what yeah. happens so that's that's why it's it's that whole for the love of the game thing for me I was talking about earlier that's, yeah. I just love doing it so yeah have, have you have you ever thought about like putting together your, like, your own stand special like recording it and like because I know a lot of people well I don't know I don't know about a lot but I see or re, and at least read too about people or comedians they record their stuff and then they try to sell it to different stations like Netflix or Hulu or you know HBO like a lot a lot of comedians do that and some of them make it some of them don't but I, it's still a way to like you know right. market yourself you know what I mean I, I you know it's funny that you say that because it's just been just recently where I've thought of that but see I didn't think of myself being smart enough to network um, you know outlets like that that like I know that they're out there because you know I've seen a couple of comics on Netflix where I go how do I get on here? Yeah, and I, and I, all I've thought is, man, I got to tell Bobby, why aren't you putting us on Netflix? I haven't thought I can do it myself. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, yeah. But apparently, I guess you can. But as far as recording, it's ironic that you say that because I did a set Friday night at Tosos. Okay, um, that I was unaware completely I was on the bill. Okay, and I saw the posters. I go, man, did I commit myself tonight? I better go. You know, so um, and the wolf was there. I don't know if you, uh, the wolf, uh, Hispanic guy, wears a hat, plays a guitar. He's awesome. Okay, okay. okay. And uh, so the wolf recorded his set. Uh, I was on right before the headliner, and Wolf was on right before me. And he recorded his and left uh, the recording. So I'm gonna go ahead and tape yours too. And so I was like, okay, great. So I have a whole set recorded, and then I've had a couple sh- uh, shows that I've done where um, people have paid to record it. And so I've used it as little, um, I mean, they're out there. I've got links. I mean, as far as, um, I, I guess you can call them little resumes or whatever. Yeah. I, mean, they're, they're, I do have little tidbits of stuff out there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Nothing I think I'd send in right now. I, I, I think I need a professional to put it together. <laughs> oh, yeah, edit it and stuff? Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I see that all the time. Like, man, it's, it's not... It's not hard to do if you have the right people to do it with you, you know what I mean? Right. But it's just takes, it just takes the, it's, the yeah. work to put it together, it's the you know work. what I mean? And I wanted to talk to you about, because uh, we talked um, so we talked about this a little bit at um, Toso's, right. about uh, what you did after you got out of the sitcom about you, know, you starting to start your own business. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I opened up my own butcher shop in Chicago. You can Google that too. You can Google Two Brothers Butcher Shop. Two Brothers Butcher Shop. They'll, they'll, if you Google it, the inter, the interview with the newspaper article is still there. Wow. With me being there, um, I open. You know, I'm I'm the kind of guy. I'll tell you right now. Um, 
I'm not going to sit on a rocking chair when I'm 85 years old going, I should have tried that. Mm-hmm. I've been skydiving. Every, I, you know, I, I got to be on a sitcom. I, I, every time I say, you know what, I'm going to try something, I do it. Yeah. You know, I chase it down. Now, it can cost you. <laughs> um, There's always a price. I, I learned what the term all in means. It has nothing to do with poker. <laughs> it has everything to do with opening up a business because uh-huh. you are all in. Yeah. Okay. And I opened up a, a butcher shop in Chicago and uh, in a suburb of Chicago in Arlington Heights. And it was just... Just like that whole sitcom experience where it was unforgettable, it was just unreal. I yeah. mean, just some of the experiences where you will never forget. I mean, yeah. I'll never forget because I was spending so much money in advertising. I was spending $2,500 a week on one radio station. One radio station? One, and, I, and I had two. I was on two radio stations, and I wrote every single ad for our shop. Wow. Okay? Was and it generating business? Yes. As a matter of okay. fact, when I first opened up that thing, um, it was doing about $50,000 a month in sales. Wow. And then, do you, was it, did, do, you, do you think a lot of it attributed to your success in the sitcom? Or um, was it all just because you were I don't, advertising no, a lot? I, just, well, I, I, I think a lot of the success, honestly, is because I did a great job picking a location. Okay. And um, I did a great job in marketing it. And, nice. you okay. know, and I became a household name in that neighborhood. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that, and then, of course, people, you're right. People did come in and go, dude, I know you. Man. Yeah. You know, and so that was kind of cool, too. But um, that was, that attributed to success to that. But like I said, when you're you're all in, there, nothing comes at, it isn't a gamble. Yeah. And that was a huge gamble. Okay. And I, we were, I was very successful about, about two years. And then... Uh, that's it, it, that was about it. Yeah, that was about it. And uh, <laughs> uh, some things that were out of my control. <laughs> um, man, I tell you, uh, I ended up homeless. As a matter of fact, really, yeah, living in a Motel Six with two Corvettes. Because wow. I spent that money. I was yeah, two making. Corvettes in a, in a motel. Uh, yeah, parked outside a Motel Six. Oh my god. Yeah, cause, and ironically, it wasn't because I couldn't afford my mortgage payment. Um, I couldn't afford to keep the heat on. So I had a house to go to. It was, it was just cold. too cold living. Yeah. So I was like, so we and were. I heard staying. Chicago winters are brutal. We were living in a Motel Six because of my poor decision to try and chase down another dream. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. You're all in. Yeah. You're all in. You 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 don't realize just what you're sacrificing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I remember you told me too, but the story about the about the lady that walked in. Oh, that was crazy, <laughs> man. I hope she's not listening because <laughs> I owe her money. <laughs> but th- this is a, the most. Cr- craziest story if there's anybody listening man this is and they know me um it isn't for what you think that i'm gonna go to hell this is the reason i'm going to hell right here man. <laughs> it is because it is i made you mad this, this is it right here man. but no this was the craziest story in the world and people don't i I'll, i tell people this and and they're they believe me because they they know me yeah but like it is a movie the week type deal where like it just, there's no way you're making that shit up as you go yeah on. you need when you told me this the story i was literally like on the edge of my seat like this yeah. this is like a movie like this is yeah. crazy this is like this freaking doesn't happen yeah <laughs> okay this doesn't happen. like the departed type stuff like it was crazy oh, yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, man, I'm t- it was nuts. And so here, you know, I'd been open for about two years and, and it was near, you could tell it was, it was tough. We, we weren't really making as much money anymore. And, and uh, construction had started on a, a big parking garage behind my establishment, which would have oh. been great. But, but construction had just started. Yeah. And it ended up taking a year to finish. And that's what, what ended up closing it. I mean, the was construction. the construction. They, okay. They, yeah, the, every street was barricaded up to my establishment. They, so it's hard to get to. They parked a rolling dumpster in front of my window so you didn't even know it was open anymore. Really? They didn't know it was there. Wow. So there was a lot of things that led up to it closing yeah. besides my mismanagement of whatever money <laughs> the I had. The Corvette. 
<clears throat> there were other things that went out of my control. Uh-huh. But right before the demise, uh, the weirdest thing happened. And what's funny about that is, is uh, I owed people money. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I like, I, I owed people money that weren't exactly bankers. Yeah. <laughs> they weren't exactly like good fellow type stuff. Yeah, <laughs> not that uh, you, uh, the mafia don't exist and you can't prove it. But, <laughs> but, 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 but there were people collecting money every week. I'll yeah, tell you yeah. <laughs> the back of the truck type people. And, yeah, and, and I had people come and collect money that night and I didn't have it wow and I'm not making a word of this up dude not one word and uh, <clears throat> so this customer come in and I've been there two years uh-huh. I know every customer's name every customer's face again like I said I'm not my household name I've never seen this chick I've never seen her in my life yeah and she comes in and she's like how long have you guys been here and you could tell she's been to the wine store right next to us uh-huh. for like an hour <laughs> you know what I mean I don't she know if a sample fest going on or what yeah yeah she was gone she wow. was three sheets to win she's like how long you been here and can I sit down and she sits down in my little office I'm like sure you know and um she says, I'm really thirsty, so I run and go get her something to drink, you know. Um, she's got some orange juice, I'm like, sure. So I get some off the shelf. Uh-huh. She fills it with vodka and, you know, <laughs> that, you know, a little hair of the dog that bit her or whatever, you know. She's sitting over at my desk just, you know, uh, like, this is great. How do I get rid of this lady, right? Yeah. So as I'm helping customers, she's there, and she's like, how long have you been here? And she decides to shop. She grabs a little hand card, throws a bunch of stuff in it, and I'm like, oh, this is great. And she's like, I've always wanted to open up my butcher shop, you know, our business, and how much does it take? And I'm throwing out numbers, and I'm thinking of the numbers that I'm in. You know yeah. what I mean? And she goes, how much do you think? I says, a quarter million dollars, you know, $250,000. Uh-huh. She says, I ain't got that kind of money, but what if I wanted to invest? I says, $50,000. You know, just what? who cares? I could have yeah. said, you know, $5, you know. Uh-huh. This, I, I don't know out. this homeless person from Adam. Yeah. Right? And uh, she's like, huh, oh, I have to think about that. So then she has me ring up her stuff. I'm like, oh, great. You know, okay. And she goes, you guys deliver, right? I'm like, yeah, I deliver because I know she don't have a car. Because uh-huh. you know? <laughs> I had to call her cab while she was drinking vodka and orange oh, to come get her, right? So, um... She, I ring up all her stuff. She goes to pay for it with a library card. A library card. Yeah, I'm like, oh my, oh my gosh, you know. And, and yeah, she's really drunk. Or she's really she's broke. gone, right? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> and I said, you realize this is your library card. I mean, I'll scan it, but. You know. <laughs> and then she goes, no, let me write you a check. I'm like, yeah, this is gonna clear. So she goes, just deliver all of that stuff to me in two hours from now. So she leaves, and I tell my son because he's helping me out. And I says, go put all that stuff back on the shelf, man. She's we ain't ever, I never saw. We ain't even see her again. Yeah. Right. So two hours goes by. She calls up. She goes, you coming in? Are you can deliver my stuff I'm like oh my god what did, what did she buy go yeah, get it you know, she's like, serious what? yeah she's serious wow right? now mind you there's somebody coming for money the night the minute that door locks and I close yeah. someone's coming for money a lot of money <laughs> <laughs> and, and I ain't got enough to make it sweat yeah, yeah. Right, really yeah. yeah I was sweating man <laughs> so <clears throat> this is a Friday night okay and uh, so I go deliver the stuff to her. I close the store down. It's slow. I go deliver stuff. And I pull up, and it's this big, beautiful, amazing mansion, right? Wow. And I'm like, wow, this baby, this chick's got some money, yeah. man, you know? And uh, so she just calls up. She's coming around the back. I'm like, okay, well, she ain't got no money. She's living in a flop house. It's halfway out. She's, like, <laughs> she's living in this, like, refrigerator box with, you know, like, <laughs> oh windows and stuff, right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. And, and there's a dog in there for sure. I can hear it and see all the crap around, but I can't find a dog, you know? <laughs> And uh, I'm like, you know, she goes, yeah, just put those groceries on here. I says, ma'am, it's, it's hamburger, it's steaks. This is, it's, I, I'm not going to lay them on the couch. Yeah, you know, I says, go bad. Yeah, I said, let me, let me go, because you could tell her refrigerator's busted. The light's out, the oh. door's open. I said, let me just keep it at, you come get it when you need it. You yeah. Know? She goes, no, 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 just throw it down. She goes, so 
I've been thinking about what we talked about. I'm like, I don't even remember you, man. I don't remember what we were talking uh-huh. about. You know, I pay attention like she's one of my kids. You know, I don't yeah. know what she's talking about. You know? <laughs> and she goes, no, I want in. And uh, she goes, I don't have the 50000 on me. And I don't even remember that conversation. Uh-huh. I like, 50, I'm looking at my son. And thank goodness my son was there because he's the only one that can vouch for this story. <laughs> right? And she goes, yeah, I don't have 50000 but I got, a, I got a down payment. And she hands me an envelope. And I'm like, what is, what? And I look in the envelope, and she goes, it's a small down payment. And, uh, and I, I, like I said, I was talking to a homeless person. Yeah. You know what I mean? She hands me an envelope. Inside the envelope was $3,000 wow. cash. <laughs> Three th- and, and as I tell her, and I, I'm not making a word of this up either. As I tell her, I can't take this. I put the envelope in my pocket. <laughs> inside my I can't take your money. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Man, please. No, yeah, no, please no. Please don't do this. I can't take this. You know? But as, I must have been thinking, you know, I'm going to have my legs broken later on. Yeah. Or something's going to yeah. go down, you know. This is a sign from God. You know what I mean? This is, you know, so I take the money. Um... I take the money and I pay who I gotta pay and I put the lights back on the heat back out of my house. Uh-huh. <laughs> right? This is like this is a sign from God. Everything's yeah. gonna be all right. Yeah. You know? So, um, and as she goes, I want in. She says, meet me at. Uh, she's got this hotel. She stays at in Indiana on Sunday, and I'll give you the rest of the money. I'm like, what? There's, there's no way. Yeah. Right? And so I, I was like, dude, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do it legally. I called my business attorney. I called my business accountant. I called everybody. They here. Here's your contract. She'll be a stock owner. This is this all legal. Yeah. If this really happens, you're covered you're and it's legal. Mm-hmm. I grab the contract and I drive to this place I've never been to in Indiana. <laughs> and I meet with her and I explain it to her. I said, you realize if the business doesn't make any money, you're not going to get anything. Yeah. You, we will pay you in dividends. Okay. That's how stock ownership works. Yeah. She's like, whatever. You know. And I'm sure she was probably a little toasted when I, she said that. Uh-huh. You know? And she writes me a check. For $48,000. 48000 I've she never met this lady. And she already gave me three. So she can't count the 50. Yeah. She's already she's a grand already, over. Yeah. But I'm not going to, you know, who yeah. am I to complain? <laughs> I'm not going to call already her already written on that way. The check cleared on Monday morning. The, the so, check cleared. So by this point, were you thinking that your business could work still? Oh, absolutely. I took every dime. Um, paid off every debtor that business had, invested it into it, put in a sandwich shop, put in a, a new computer in a business, you know, to, to, to because they had that QuickBooks that was helping me pay yeah. them. There, we we were free and clear. Wow. You know, as far as it, it was like a fresh start to the business. Wow. Okay. And it was, and again, and we we're gonna make. I had a contract. Yeah. You're gonna make good on my. If the business makes money, this is how much you're gonna get. Yeah. And that did not stop the business from closing. Wow. Why do you think that that is? Well, because again, you, you it, it, the, the, the rent was the rent alone in that establishment was forty five hundred dollars a month. A month. Jeez. Okay. So when you go from that to doing with nobody there, we, we again we were doing fifty thousand a month. Now we're doing two thousand a month. It was over from fifty thousand to two thousand. It was 000. over. Oh my god! It was gosh. over. And uh, yeah, you talk about being all in. Yeah. One much longer after that, before the wife says, "I want a divorce." She, because of the it business? wasn't just me that was accustomed to the Corvettes <laughs> and the lifestyle. Okay. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So many else was accustomed like to that Like that Ray Charles uh, gold digger, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. You talk about being all in. Jeez. Yeah. Wow. So, but, you know, 
I, I, I told you like earlier, I said that I quoted that for the love of the game because I'm a huge Michael Jordan fan, okay? And I, I can't quote everything he says, but when he said, you know, I think maybe you've seen one of the commercials where he's taken like 400 last-minute shots and missed 300 of them. Yeah. You know what I mean? It isn't about that. It's about getting back up yeah. and doing it again. And, you know, I could sit there in the corner and lick my wounds for – and I do. You know what I mean? But I'm going to go take another shot. Yeah. Just, I'm yeah. going to go take another shot. You, you, know don't, I mean? you don't stay in it. Yeah. yeah. You get out of it. Wow. That's crazy. And then after the business well, under, what happened with the lady? Oh well, that's funny. Uh, <laughs> not haha funny. Well, not for her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> What's, she? You know, I tried to keep in contact as much as I could, and it turned out the last thing I heard from her, she was in some kind of Florida prison or something like that. Had no idea. So it wasn't even in Indiana. It wasn't Florida no, she, in prison. Yeah, next in contact, she was in a Florida prison. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, I don't even know if this person was real. I yeah. I'm like this. I don't even know what was going on. <laughs> That's crazy. But yeah, this poor chick was out 40, 51 for 51 grand. Wow. Yeah. And she just like literally just gave it to you yeah. to help you out. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, and I lost it. You yeah. Know, I, you know, man, that's another reason I'd love to get my next 15 shot, you know, because if I ever do hit again, I, I'd love an opportunity to make it right with some people yeah. I know. Man. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Pay it forward. Yeah. Yeah. I'll pay it back. I'll pay it back. Pay it forward. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Baby steps. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is so crazy. Like the that's just wild to think that you know you had you had that little spur of a second chance, and then all of a sudden it just still went down. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, it's if, crazy. You know, and again, not to get all religious, but like I said, if it's God's plan, you can't stop it. But if, if yeah. I wasn't meant to have a shop, I wasn't meant to have a butcher. Yeah, you know, I don't know what you know. I don't know. So we'll maybe see. it was more so like a, maybe like a like a like a lesson for you. You know what I mean? Because at least it, it probably taught you like how to how to run a business. You know what I mean? If anything, every time. Oh, I learned a lot. I, <laughs> I tell you now because people ask me, "Oh man, would you ever do it again? Did you ever do it again?" Ironically, uh, I, if I did, you know, because from what I learned, I wouldn't open up one. Are you I, with it? I'd open up three. And that was the that's the, the probably the biggest thing I learned is because I, I I mean I just again I didn't sit in the corner and, and you know and cry my eyes out I, I went down swinging you know yeah. I went to legitimate lending institutions and I said this is where we're at we've been successful for two years and um, and it took a legitimate lending institution to give me ninety percent of the loan that opened up the business to begin with okay you know I mean um, as a matter of fact you know I, I think I told you it was uh, Walter Payton's wife Connie Payton yeah was on the board of directors that yeah. uh, the bank I went to was Connie Payton and she was at the the it was awesome and he was just she's just awesome people um, but she's the one that that's how I got the loan you know so I went to that bank and I went back to it okay and I didn't talk to her but I did yeah. talk to my agent. And uh, she says, you know, the funny thing is, Doug, she says, uh, if if you at the beginning would have come to us and said I had this idea to open up three, I, I'd give you more money. But right now we can't throw good money after bad. Wow. You know, and that was a big thing I learned. You know what I mean? Uh, is it, you know, again, for certain reasons, you know, you'd have one to pay for one when one were slow, one to keep the business going, yeah. one to keep the bills going. Whatever and man, it, it was a great idea and it did work for a long time. And I had incredible experiences where I was having, you know, rooftop garden parties in downtown Chicago on the 40th floor. With, really? Oh yeah, hobnobbing man. with the people that the high spenders at the radio station and wow. and you know at the Arlington Racetrack where people in monocles and I'm there in my tank top. You know what I, mean? <laughs> you know what I mean, I got to meet. Like, where's the cheese dip? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm double dipping my chip and you know being thrown out for that. You know, but I got to meet some of the most interesting people. Yeah. You know, I was on the the 
the year the Chicago Rush, the end of the Arena Football League, uh-huh. the one they won it all um, was back in 05 or whatever. And I'm on the field meeting the owner and the coach and the cheerleaders and because they're all part of the same chamber of commerce as me. And I was hopping with everybody. Hands. Wow. It was just an amazing experience. You know, here yeah. I am, some, you know, bozo from the south side of Chicago, come from, a, you know, an apartment with, you know, a one-bedroom apartment didn't have a stove in it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. You know, my mom sold the stove because she's like, what do we need that for? You know, she was she only used it to light her cigarettes. Really? Yeah, what oh. she found out a microwave can feed us. Oh, my What do we need a stove for? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think that's funny you say because, like, uh, my mom, and she's from New York, and she never learned how to cook. And she would say, oh, because they had all those fast food joints. So she moved out here. We grew up, like, on uh, kids' cuisines and TV dinner and banquets, things like that. Yeah. Because my mom never cooked for us. And it wasn't until, like, we got older, we started cooking for ourselves more than anything. Or our um, our aunt would start cooking us food when we go over there. And she's like, your boys are so skinny. They never eat. You don't feed them enough. And, like, my mom was like, well, they eat enough. But she never, like, prepared meals. So I, I, it's funny because, like, I feel like, like a lot of inner city people don't cook it's no. weird well they don't and honestly and it isn't because she was a horrible grocery shopper uh-huh. or a horrible cook i'll never know what you know what i mean <laughs> well she's probably a great cook now she sends pictures now to shows you on facebook and stuff but, uh-huh. but when i was a kid she literally made me sloppy joe without any meat one time she thought in the can because they had a picture of meat on the can she thought you know <laughs> so that's the kind of cook she was i'm not making that up either but that's kind of good. so. You might as well the meat. Yeah, she. <laughs> so I was like, you know what, your mom, you might as well sell that stove because yeah. you know, because <laughs> you know, you're trying to get his food off a picture. You know? Yeah. But but I tell you, you talk about being raised on that. You know, as you you know, dear Lord, as we peel the foil back in this bounty or whatever, yeah. as you're praying. You know, we I ate that too, but it was mostly man. It was gold. You wouldn't know by looking at me, but McDonald's, man, McDonald's and pizza. Because she was just in, in her in her defense. Single mom raising two kids, tending bar till two o'clock in the morning. She worked. She was a working machine. Yeah, she was. Like how my mom was too. Yeah, she was working. Working machine. at night and yeah. stuff like that. Whatever mm-hmm. we had was off her back. Yeah, you know? and if it was a, a you know a hungry man dinner, you know you better be glad you have. Yeah, and eat it all too. <laughs> but I, you know, not to make it sound like you know poor Doug, poor Doug, because I was spoiled in a little bit. Because <laughs> across the street from me lived Grandma. Oh, and Grandpa worked for the city of Chicago. He was a garbage okay. man for a long time, and they had money. Yeah, okay, and food yeah. <laughs> in the pantry where you keep food in it. Yeah, you know I mean? they had a pantry bigger than my bedroom. Okay, oh my gosh, you know, seriously, and 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 I'd go over there, man, and just pick out, just pick out, man. <laughs> my grandmother would not let me go hungry, man. Wow. It wasn't gonna happen. Man. Yeah, and it was cool because I had one of those grandmothers too. Like she see how fat I was, and you know, she go, man, don't they ever feed you? you know, she <laughs> Like, no, Grandma, like, you feed me. Come on in, you eat, you eat. They're starving you. You're down to 200 pounds at 13. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so it was awesome. Wow. That's I, I cannot complain. No matter how hard things were, I can't complain. Yeah, man. yeah at least you had food. Yeah. Yep. It was out of way. That's pretty good, though. Good food, good friends. Yeah. I, I want to talk to you because you uh, mentioned... Something that I just found out today about uh, you growing up when you were younger, and since that happened to you when you were younger. Yeah. So I wanted you to talk about that experience of growing up a little bit about uh, you uh, mistaking for somebody. Oh yeah, and yeah, what happened with that? That's a true story. <clears throat> and and again, I, I have no real evidence of this except for my mother telling me the story. Other than and, uh, the other evidence of what happened in my scars. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so it was Good Friday. It was 1976. Wow. I mean, Good Friday hits, man. It's my anniversary. You know what I mean? Because I'll, I'll never forget. <laughs> yeah. You know? 
And uh, <clears throat> my grandparents didn't live across the street this time. I okay. lived down the block. Okay? okay. But they were coming over for dinner. Okay. And my mom's like, you can go outside and wait for you. And I was six years old. Okay. Six years old. And I have uh, an uncle who's exactly three years older than me. And I can show you pictures. He could be my stunt double. So he, he looks, was nine? Yeah. Jeez. He looks exactly like me. Wow. Exactly like me. Okay. I could show you pictures. You'd be like, oh my God, there's two of you guys rolling around. <laughs> you know, he's probably a little bit thinner because he, you know, he's in better shape, but a little bit. You know I mean? <laughs> a little but, bit. But he, but he can get up to his fighting weight too okay. pretty easily because his wife cooks pretty good. Okay. So he's a good cook. You know, so, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, but anyway, so um, uh, he's he looked just like me even back then. Uh-huh. Okay. And um, they were coming over for dinner. And I, I went outside. And my mom said, go ahead and wait for him. And then the kid who lived upstairs for me, uh, he says, dude, I can hear an ice cream man. Ice cream man was behind us. Okay. And, and we cut through the alley to go get some ice cream. And I wasn't supposed to be doing that. Okay. Because it's dangerous or? Oh, just, I was six. I wasn't uh-huh. allowed to cross the street. Oh, okay. You know, and yeah. of course, you know, you hear that music and, yeah. you know, and, and he goes, dude, I got the dollar. You go get us some ice cream. I'm like, okay. You know, so I, I go across the street because across, you know, I cut through the alley. Uh-huh. And I'll be back in two minutes. You know? Yeah. So I cut through the alley and I cross the street and uh, there's ice cream man, and I get me and him some ice cream. And as I'm coming around the front of the truck, the ice cream truck, to go back across the street while he's waiting for anxiously for his cone. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, uh, car, just carload of people screech out of the alley and they run me down. Jeez, I just yeah. flattened, like just hit you. run you down. And they, wow. It, they, and it was no accident and they didn't back up and finish the job, but they run and they left. Okay, they wow. Peeled. And uh, I broke the ribs, I lost my spleen, half a pancreas, I got a scar that goes, I got one of those big old zipper scars. Yeah. And, and uh, they, they actually gave my last rites. Jeez. You know, it, it was it for me. You know, wow. I was in a coma to like, you know, like a week later. And wow. Yeah, it was it was real deal, man. Did you wake <clears> up like <throat> remembering what happened or? I remember waking up and Easter Bunny being in my room. So it must have been like Easter Sunday. <sighs> and then I remember waking up um, like and my aunt was trying to sneak me in a McRib. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, what are you doing here? You know, like, <laughs> And then I remember waking up too. You know, um, it was, it's funny that you say because I remember wake up and being in pajamas, right? Uh-huh. Like somebody must put in pajamas. I'm like, man, I, I look all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up and go to the bathroom. Yeah. And then I realized I'm hooking up all these tubes and these wires, right? Jeez. So I was like, well, that's okay. I'm like, I don't have nothing on my feet. I must be able to walk, you know. So I grab hold of my, you know, pole with yeah. my life in it, you know, my yeah. life support, and I walk over to the bathroom and I could see the little coming out of my pajamas where the, the stitches are. Oh, They're still there. Wow. Right? So I'm like, what the... F-? You know I mean? You know, I didn't Freaking say the six-year-old. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure I said something yeah. at six. You know what I mean? So I, I opened it up and I saw the scars, going, the, the stitches going all the way down. Yeah. And it really freaked me out, man. So I was just standing in the mirror, you know, crying and everything. Like, what, what happened? You know yeah. I mean? so, but yeah, I woke up that. But So uh, apparently what my mom had told me was... Um, so I've got an uncle... Not just my stunt double, but his older brother. So my mom's the oldest in that family. Okay. okay. So then she's got a younger sister, and then she's got a younger brother, and then she's got my stunt double, you know, my twin. Yeah. Well, the uncle, the middle uncle, had messed around and really upset somebody. Uh. And they told him, you're going to make this right, and we won't, but we will kill your little brother. Wow. And they thought I was him. Wow. And they ran me down. Yeah. Wow, yeah. that's crazy. That's what my mom tells me the story. And I know in the neighborhood, I don't doubt a minute. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. 
And so, and that even that so that wasn't even like like the end of it either, right? Like as oh, you got older, for me, was <clears throat> for that. Yeah, for that, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. the end of that. Yeah, show, yeah. But as you got older, other stuff kept happening, right? Oh well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you just that's why I said life ain't over yeah. yet. I mean, I got a feeling it's gonna be a lot more cool stuff than that. Yeah. Uh, but, oh yeah, I mean, you know, there isn't, a, there isn't. I don't think a year that goes by you don't have something. That, everyone's got something that they got to go through that they over overcome and obstacles and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, we we had, you know, I told you I hadn't done comedy in in a, a year. We had I was a hiatus for comedy or anything. Like yeah, that. and I and I had noticed that too because the last time I had saw seen you, it was at G's Barbecue Lounge. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was weird because like we, I did the show and you walked in and we talked and it was like you were just telling me like, I told you like how uh, I was with my daughter and stuff like that and you were like really encouraging which isn't weird that you were encouraging right. but it was weird that we ended up having that conversation like you're like oh man I'm really proud of you you know for being you know a father to your kid and being part of our lives like that and I was like wow it's really to me I was like really really kind of you to say that because you didn't have to say it but it really like made me feel good and I, and that was before I went on stage and then like I guess that positivity like I, I kept with me so when I got on stage like that was probably for me like one of my favorite shows I did that day That's and, awesome. I, and I think it was largely to do in part with the encouragement you gave me about my comedy and about you know being a good man more than anything and you no know, and you were like you know god bless you man you know keep pursuing your dream and kept saying that to me and i was like wow this is like really really kind of him to say that and, and it was because like we haven't we didn't really talk talk right you no know, in that death before so that was like one of the very first times we, had, we actually like had like a like a conversation conversation right. you know what i mean so i i really like appreciated that and i was like wow this man you know really you know and put some encouragement me and it was nice so well you should and and, and you again take that opportunity and I meant every word of it you know I mean I am proud I'm happy I think it's great you're doing this I mean honestly you know um, keep moving forward on anything you want to do but there's there's been enough things that you know again and maybe it's because of my age too but um uh, where you you really have to refocus on a lot of things where you have to kind of stay positive now, that's kind of why you know maybe I was encouraging you that night where um, Bella's mom you know being in her life she's I, I, I attribute a lot of trying to stay positive to her okay honestly you know um she's been through a ton and the whole family went through a ton and that's why i was on a hiatus um and when i that's why it was another reason i was encouraging you about um being a good father and stuff like that yeah because um i'm not saying i take it for granted i love being that but i guess i could take it for granted when you realize you have to be the only parent my hat is off to anybody who's had to be an only parent Mom, dad, whoever's playing that role. Yeah. Okay. And I had to do it for a few months, and uh, that's why. Again, that's probably why I was encouraging you and positive you or whatever. But um, we actually, you know, we had it. We had a tragedy a uh, uh, year. Um, a year. What's today's July? What? July twenty second. Okay. So a year and fifteen days ago. Wow. Um, yeah. We had a, we had a tragedy, and and we're over. We every day we're overcoming. You know yeah. I mean? But I managed to, you know, as a group with the family, be able to overcome it to where I can get back into the comedy game yeah. because I couldn't really get out. You know what I mean? Um, Were you, like, mentally in a funk over it? Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's funny because even now, even though, like I said, things are every day, life is better. Each day is better than the day before. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you have to think that way. But um, it's funny now that you say that where you're in a funk is there'll be days where, like, I know, like, again, I, I forgot I had committed to Bobby's show. 
and like you know, I don't, there's so much going on, or so much in your mind, and where you go, how I can't be funny tonight. Ain't nothing funny right now. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and so yeah, when you're in a funk, it, it's it's too easy to get in it. It's too easy to get in. To it. Get sometimes down. it's hard to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. And what makes it, in my opinion, at, at this age, what makes it easier to get out of that funk is the people that love and support you. Yeah, because when you are, you know, wherever you're at, and you think you're an island. You're really not. You just feel that way. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've been very, very fortunate and blessed, just in all my friends, and you know, again, like I said, I, I, I give a lot of credit to Bella's mom, where it, she really tries to say, you know, positive, encouraging. And what's funny about that, it's because of everything she's been through. Where I go, oh my gosh, how does this woman stay so strong, strong yeah. during what she's been through, and then encourage us all? But yeah, we we had a tragedy last year, you know. And again, you 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 think things are going well. We just bought a house and moved in. Everything's happy, you know. What I mean, I, I got a great job. I got God's blessed me with. I don't want to say like I'm not rich by no means, but and, and, and I I don't want to even tell you to people I owe. It's amazing lights on. You know what I mean? You know I, I pay bills when I get the red letter. You know what I mean? You know, they, they finally they say, oh, some guys are coming. Well, I better pay some. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah. So I'm, I'm not well off, but you know we're we're in a position where you know like things are going good. Man. Yeah. You know, we can eat out whatever we want, yeah. kind of thing. You know what I mean? So again, you think things are going good, but you don't realize. The, the demons that lay beneath, you know, what everybody's mm-hmm. fighting. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the one thing, honestly, you know, and I don't know how long this, this podcast was going on, but the one thing I learned from that whole experience, what she had to go through and what I had to go through and what my daughter had to go through, is the one thing I learned is by, by looking at anybody, is you never know. What's going on. You have no yeah. idea what that person can be yeah. going through. that's so true. And being nice is a choice and... Try to make the right choice. Yeah. Because you really don't know. And I learned that. I've started treating people differently and l- talking to people differently and, and looking at people differently. But, yeah, um, poor poor Bella's mom had a serious, serious bout of depression. Um, she lost her mom on the Christmas. Of, wow. Not this past one, the one before that. Uh-huh. You know. And it was really, really tough, and you know, her, yeah, her imagine, yeah. yeah. And it was, it was weird because you know, I went and picked up her mom, and she's gonna have Christmas with us, and poor Bella's decorating cakes with her, and you know, cookies, and the whole Christmas thing, you yeah. Know? And uh, next thing you know, she couldn't stand up on her own, and then we're, you know, Christmas Eve, we're at hospice with her, and a week later, it's over. It's just, wow. it was horrible. It was horrible, and wow. and poor Bella's mom had to fight with that and pretend like it wasn't bothering her for so long, yeah. And she was really battling it, and and. Yeah. Um, she, uh, uh, you know, she even got to the point where you know uh, she didn't, didn't think she could take it anymore. Yeah. And uh, Bella saved her life. You know, wow. Bella's, you know, Bella's mom, you know, made a decision she didn't want to be around no more. Yeah. Know? And uh, Bella found her and come got me and said, "Mom needs your help," and we found her, you know, like that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it was it was really really something intense. else. It was in, it was extremely intense. Yeah. You know and and. Uh, you know, she went to a crisis center, and you know they took care of her and and helped her. But she, aside from them taking it, she really did it. You know, she really, you know, hey man, I can't believe it. You know, I kind of did that kind of thing. Well, you know, and you know, spent some time. I think, you know, I, I, she called me up. You know, telling me, hey, you know, there's a verse in the Bible you should read. And she's she was trying to find you know herself again and yeah. her positivity again. And then mm-hmm. in the, in in the, all of it, on top of that, keeping me positive. Yeah. Tell a strong person. All that time, 
that me and because it, it was me and Bella and mm -hmm. I she's calling me on the phone telling me how to cook a chicken I I, <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing man. yeah I, seriously you know I mean I can grill the hell out of anything uh -huh. but that those I couldn't tell you what they're for other than for lighting cigarettes I swear to you because that's what my mom used them for <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the hell that thing is yeah. so I was like yeah, she's calling me this is how you're going to cook a chicken and I'm like okay great but schools are on I'm going to go buy Bella clothes and nothing fits and I'm buying her shoes that are you know here they look they fit me but try them anyway you know what I mean <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Out yeah. there. So that was a tough ride. Yeah. You know, and in the holidays, and it was really tough. And through all of it, though, it's just amazing. I'm just blown away by her strength and by her strength, you know, by my daughter's strength as well. And, yeah. And just blown away. And I'm blessed that they're, she's in my life and they're both in my life. And, you know, it's just, and again, I, I, I can't. I can't say enough for how she encourages me. You need to go out and do that show. You need to go out and chase that dream. You need to go out and do that. You need to, yeah. you know, whether she thinks I'm funny or not, she doesn't want me to give up on a dream. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because she believes in you. Yeah. Regardless. She, yeah. I mean, regardless. Yeah. yeah. So, it, you know, so yeah, we, there ain't a year that goes by that you don't have a tragedy. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There, yeah. there ain't something that goes, and again, you know, I, the one thing I learned is I ain't alone out there. Yeah. And right. I, and I think that the, the, the hard thing about, uh, depression is that um, seeking the help for it. You know, especially if you're such a strong person or you you're seeming such a strong person, it's hard to admit. You know what I mean? That you, that you even need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're used to taking on all of the weight, all, right. all you know, all, all that, and and then it takes something like really like extreme, like like you said, her mom passing, to really push that to where you say, no, I can't handle it. But then at that point. It's hard to know how to ask, you right. know, what I mean? because you're used to not exactly, asking, you know? exactly. It's it's really hard. So, uh, so no, I understand, you know, the 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 thought behind, you know, not wanting to be around anymore. But like you said, it is really great that you know your daughter, you know, saved her life, and then you were there to help her too, you know. And yeah. I think her encouraging you probably was maybe more of encouragement for her, you know, what I mean, to feel that. Cause, cause, you probably made her feel like she was needed still. You know what I mean? Like but, that that you valued her and that you still want her around and that you know she had a daughter too as well. Yeah, she you know what I mean? she started remembering the purposes yeah. and the reasons that sure. And I don't think it had anything to do with me more did with her daughter and you know stuff like that. But yeah. it's just I think it's more of her nature of encouraging because she kind of has always been like that. But like I said, through that experience, for the remain. Encouraging and positive. That's where I was like, I just I get blown away. Yeah. So, so I get yeah. really impressed by that. It so. takes a lot, a lot of strength, a yeah. lot of strength. Yeah. So I commend, commend yeah. it definitely, absolutely, definitely. So. What What would you say? This is, these are kind of like my my signature questions. Um, toward the end of the podcast, um, I want to ask you. You know, what in life brings you joy? Uh. My kids. I mean, you know, my daughter, honestly, you know, and, and people say this kind of stuff all the time where they say the, the, and I don't like to be cliche. I really don't, unless I'm making a wisecrack or something, you know what I mean? Like Bugs Bunny said or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, <laughs> but as far as using like, you know, cliches is like, this one I can't escape. It is the small stuff. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? That bring the small stuff brings me joy. Okay. Um, Again, my daughter, you know, will will sit next to me on a couch and, and ask me to, you know, tickle her legs or something or, <laughs> yeah. while we're watching cartoons, uh -huh. you know. And out of nowhere, she'll we will be 
again watching cartoons and I just I'll be half asleep and she'll lean over and kiss me on my shoulder or something. Yeah, you know, right on my shirt, and I'm like, it, it's it truly is the little things. Yeah, you know, it, it really it, it is it is those small moments. And again, I could be appreciating those because I'm getting older. Yeah, you know, whereas I'm not ashamed to say what brought me joy years ago was. You know, man, this is a really nice car I got. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, that, that material. Where I didn't understand yeah. what, you know, being younger, what really, where my joy lies and where yeah. it should be found. You know, I, I think, too, like, it's hard when you're younger because your motivation and desires are different. You know what I mean? So you're in that mindset of chasing success in, in the sense of wealth and, and having things. Whereas when you get older, I feel like your mind starts gearing towards, you know, what what you can pass on that's exactly I mean? right yeah and and that's exactly right and so i take joy in being able to have my daughter in a nice cold house that she can eat anytime she wants yeah it's that kind of little stuff yeah you know what i mean so uh i i it's truly little things that's I mean, cool truly little things <laughs> yeah. what what would you say is the regrets you have in life oh boy uh <laughs> that's that's funny it's you know at, at the end, it's all going to be about what decisions you make, honestly. So I've made a lot of stupid decisions. Um, if you can regret not having a crystal ball, I regret regret not having a crystal ball. I regret not knowing the outcome of some of my decisions. And I'm not saying, like, you know, I've never done any drugs in my life. I can count on one hand how many beers I've ever had. I'm not saying I've ever, you know, got pulled over for drugs. I'm not saying, what I'm saying is poor decisions. Like, honestly, I mean, believe it or not, hindsight, uh, that butcher shop cost me everything, and it just cost me money. It cost me my house. It yeah. cost me my cars. It cost Family. me. It cost marriage. me my marriage. It yeah. cost me my kids. You know, yeah. and it's because I chased down a dream. Maybe some of the regrets I have are, you know, not um, thinking through some of my dreams. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, and the worst part about that is, I don't know how much I've learned from that, because I'll probably still chase down something. Yeah, thinking. <laughs> Thinking the because again the thought process and the decision making is all it's all about decision making. Thinking that the the end result is going to be good for everyone. Yeah, but I don't take the time to weigh it out. Do so. you, do you think that your your management of those things would be different now that you've experienced it before? If you did happen to chase it and become successful in chasing it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because you have to learn from it. Yeah. So yeah, managing it would be different. Yeah, absolutely. Managing whatever success I get from it to where. It, it's not just a, a bullshit line. It does benefit everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, you know, um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. So uh, you talk about regrets. Okay. So you would think I would learn from going all in, being overcommitted to the butcher shop mm-hmm. and losing my family. Yeah. Well, just because I lost a butcher shop didn't mean I learned from it and didn't become overcommitted to the job I have now. Uh-huh. Where, Safeway job, right? Yeah. Okay. Where I was, they dangled a carrot in front of me where I was... The heir to the throne to my position, where I was going to lead, you know, 150 stores, and I was going to be in wow. charge of just the meat operation. I was dangled a, a carrot. To, to the my predecessor was training me for so when he retired. Yeah. And during that, I sacrificed a lot of her time. I missed out on a lot, and um, then he retired, and um, we got bought out by Albertson. So the dream was gone anyway. It, yeah. it never materialized. But I remember I was at because uh, you know we're. We're all back in the same house now, but there's been there's been struggles. Yeah, okay? and I remember one of the separations. I'll never forget this night. I was at the Wild Horse Casino, 
at a banquet for my company before the takeover, the, the merger of Safeway. And uh, it was an award ceremony. Wow. And I got to go on stage in that Wild Horse Casino and a picture of me rolled down in the back. Wow. And I'm up on stage at Wild Horse Casino and I'm getting um, Operation Specialist of the Year for my department, Operational Specialist for the Year for my district, and Operation wow. Specialist for the entire field. Wow. So I beat out Operation Specialist for the pharmacy, for the everybody. Jeez. I, I, yeah, I'm up on stage getting these awards. And, and at the same night is when, you know, um, she, I call her up and I'm telling them, you know, she's tired of me not being home because I'm in a hotel again. You know, I'm mm-hmm. getting these awards. I'm in a hotel again. Okay. You know, and they need me home. Bella's had to go to the hospital. They need me home. Yeah. You know, and she's done with it. She's done with me. Not, and here is the second family that I've committed my work to instead yeah. of them to where you think I'd have learned the first time. And I'm trying to explain to her, and I'll never forget this line. And I'm trying to explain to her, yeah, I, I, I do all this, but who do you, what do you think I do it for? She goes, the awards. Wow. And boy, I tell you, that really hit me right between the eyes. Wow. Going, there's probably some truth in that statement yeah. where here I am putting myself on a pedestal going, I work all these hours for you and my family. But really, do I? Because the perception's reality. Yeah. And the perception to them was... You're not there. I'm doing it for the accolades. Yeah. I'm doing it for work. Yeah. I'm not doing it to feed them. And perception's reality. And yeah. so you... That, you know, that's a loaded question. Do you think I'd learn from that? Wow. I hope so. Yeah. Wow. I hope so. That's pretty deep. <laughs> that's pretty deep. If if you could learn the answer to one question you have in life, what would it be and why? If I could learn the answer to one question in life, what would it be and why? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Let me say, you know... Just, I'd like to know the date when everyone's just going to get over whatever problems they're having and just, just, just get over whatever you're upset with and just come to terms with whoever you're not talking to, whoever you're mad at. I'd like to know that date. Like, how much, how much longer do I got to wait for this person to wake up and go? You know what? Life's too short. We need to, and and that could be for everybody. Yeah. You know, when's that date going to hit? Yeah. That's what I'd like to know. Wow. When people would just get over their shit <laughs> and realize life's too short to yeah. be upset at everybody. Yeah. You know I mean, because there's people in her life and there's people in my life where, you know, we need to forget about this. We need to move on because, you know, at the end of it all, we're all we have. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. I like to know when that date is. Wow. That's pretty good. What drives you more, the stuff you have done or the stuff you haven't? Oh, um, the stuff I haven't. Absolutely, the stuff I haven't. And why I mean, is that? Because there's still more. There's still more. I, again, I, I want to be 85 years old telling my great grandkids, see that credit up there? I was in that movie. <laughs> you know, I only had a five second part where you know I was you know I was eaten by a zombie, but it says right there. Yeah. You know, I want. There's more. You know, it's the stuff that I haven't done yet. Yeah. You know what I mean? And again, and, and I blame my mom for this. You know, um, my mom would tell me, you know, I would tell her, I, I just got promoted. Hey, I made I made 100 grand last year. Well, how come you didn't make 500? Well, how come you don't own a company yet? Wow. You know, how come you ain't, you know. So she was always a, a Oh, a my God, really? It took you, you know, I remember they. I finally got my cube, you know, in my office, you know, with my name on it. Uh-huh. You know, I took a picture of Sam. She said, well, it only took you 20 years. Like, uh, you, know, you know, so I blame my mom for it. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, 
I think that's why I am the way I am. You know, because I mean? you always gave more, you that need to, to you know, yeah, yeah you, keep going. Is, is that really the best you could do? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow, that's pretty crazy to think about that. Like yeah. the focal point of your drive of success. Wow, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Because there is more. There when, is more. When did you come to that realization that you no, know, that was, it was your mother that? Oh, just just certain conversations like that. <laughs> just just a little conversation like that. I mean, yeah. heck, I can uh, let's see what the, the first one was. <laughs> like um, when I opened up my own butcher shop. Oh wow! You know, I mean, I, I think that was the first one. She was like proud of me. Like, this is great, but you know, you can do bigger. You can get bigger. This, you know, you know, we you, you could have served food here. You know, <laughs> <She was> like, <laughs> <laughs> is it ever enough? Yeah, you know, kind of thing. You yeah. Know? But uh, and I, I know she didn't mean it to, to blast me. Yeah. But you know, it's she meant it to drive me. Yeah. But yeah, it's been like that. For forever, man. Wow, wow, it's so, pretty crazy. I blame her, but I give her a lot of credit. If any, you need to do a podcast on you know my mom's stories because she'll she'll go nuts. <laughs> well, she well, she talks about my mom like you know she is like the most realist person you ever going to meet. Yeah, you talk about somebody who walks in and owning a joint, man. Uh-huh. That's your mom. Oh my, <laughs> we, yeah. We we get off the plane. I'll just give you one, but we get off the plane and and uh, we she says we're going to go to this pizza joint and uh, it's you know one of the best in the you know whole city and. There's a line around the building. And the line is full of people that are reservations. Wow. My mom walks in. She's I ain't waiting in line. And we think she's got reservations. Yeah. She cuts past everybody. Yeah, we're over here. There's a table. We're just going to take it. And she sits down. And we're like, you know, and we ate. We got served. And then nobody said Jack. And oh, nobody messed yeah. with my mom. And that's how she is. Wow. That's how she just commands it. Oh man, she, she could do a whole show on her. We, <laughs> we were we were literally. I'll do one more, and I won't. Wait. But this is one of her favorite stories. This is one of her favorite stories, right? So again, I told you um, the neighborhood's getting a little different. Yeah. Okay. And she still lives in the neighborhood. Okay. She's bad. She's my mom's <laughs> bad. Okay. And it's a lot of more Chinese people moving to the neighborhood. Uh-huh. She can't stand it. Okay. And, and I don't care, but she can't stand it. Yeah. Right? So me and her walking Bell and Estrella to the bus. We're going to get a bus. We're going to go downtown. Because you don't want to drive down there. You don't park. You okay. know what I mean? We don't want to do that. You know, $25 an hour park. So we're just oh, going to take yeah. the bus. Yeah. And it's not long. We don't live far from it. Yeah. But it's her favorite story. So, you know, she, she's probably why she came out to listen to it. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, so we're walking. And these two guys are washing their car. And they're parked their, their cars off the curb. So we have to walk around to get back onto the sidewalk. Uh-huh. My mom loses it. Right, you and just f this and just and, and any kind of racial slur you can think of for Chinese people and she's just, just blasting them. Oh right? my and, gosh! And she looks at me like you, you know your mom's gonna get your ass kicked. You know you're in trouble here. I'm like, and my mom goes, if I can't take these two guys, I deserve an ass kicking. <laughs> you know? And and she, she, so she was you know she wasn't afraid anymore. But yeah. Well, so there was a lot more than two guys. <laughs> she's remembered the story was a lot more than two guys. But my mom, when she she owns the neighborhood, she's the yeah. king of that neighborhood. Man. Then she, back down. But oh yeah, she's just like this chick is for real. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, if I can't take these guys, I deserve an ass kick. Wow, that's so, yeah. crazy. Yeah, you have to do a whole podcast. Her, she's out there, man. So. What are you doing now as far as comedy? Like, if people wanted to check out a show or things like that? Well, um, I will be at Stand Up Live August 26th. August 26th, uh, so, okay. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Stand Up no. Live was May 20th. <laughs> August 26th is the Tempe Improv. Tempe Improv, Yeah, okay. and it's a birthday celebration, too, so I'm going to come out and celebrate my birthday, too. So, okay. Yeah, so... Uh, All right. Yeah, August 26th. And honestly, um, I haven't... 
Is there's there... a show they can follow me on Facebook. There's a show on August fifth that uh, I agreed to do I, I, at some I don't know, retirement home in, in Patch Junction or Mesa. I don't know what the Manny. Uh, um, Man, you were, no. Man, Ramirez, oh, Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. The soccer dad. Hat, Where's the hats? No, he, no. He, you know, probably in his axe. I'm sure, uh-huh. but he needs one. Uh-huh. But, but no, he, he he wears. He's a soccer dad. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a soccer dad. So Manny's trying to his his hand in promoting now. So he's got a show um, uh, that he wants me to do on August 5th. So if you follow me on Facebook or whatever, uh, you'll see that um, plugging that one out there. But. Uh, that's kind of the only two shows I've got lined up. You okay. know, if I end up in Vegas with the, you know, the Blasio, I'll let you know. But uh, and Bobby will probably put some other stuff together for yeah. me. But yeah, that's that's the big one coming up, 10 p.m. Prop. Okay. Uh, where can people follow you and like and what's your name on social media so people can it's, check it it's, out? It's it's Doug Morgenthal okay. on Facebook, and then uh, I do have a Twitter account that somebody I have been on somebody <laughs> created for me, so uh, I, I am on Twitter, but I don't tweet nothing. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, mostly just yeah, Facebook. Facebook. Okay, so, yeah. Facebook. All right. Well. That was the episode right there. All right. Yeah, that's it. Uh, uh, I wasn't was too boring for, uh, no, too for shoot. you. No, I was. If anything, if no one else was uh, was interested, I was interested. Uh, so awesome. At the end of the day, no, I'm I'm happy. Yeah, with you, it. May have to, you may have to edit a bunch of boring <laughs> stuff, or whatever. But I want to uh, thank you for coming on the podcast. Honestly, I really, like I, said, I really got into to know you the couple times we talked, and I've just just been a honestly a genuine pleasure just to talk to you and get to know more about you in your life, and you know just. The passing stories back and forth and stuff like that. So, like I said, I really appreciate you coming on and telling your story to everybody, and you know, just hanging out with me for a little bit. So, no, thank you for <laughs> coming all around here. I'm thank you for coming to see the house, and thank you for letting me on the show. I really yeah, definitely, that definitely, too, so. definitely, it's a good time. I'll have you back next time. We'll do a, another episode with just all men or something like that, and just That's, talk about stuff. You know? Absolutely, yeah. Man. Absolutely. I'm down for that. I'm down for that. So, everybody, this has been my uh, interview with uh, Doug Mergenthal. Uh, you can find him on Facebook, as you said, at uh, Doug Mergenthal. If you like this episode and want to follow me, you can check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Nathaniel Butler Official. It's N-A-T-H-A-N-A-E-L. That's the urban way of spelling it. Don't add the I in there. Um, I'm on Snapchat as well, Afro Samurai one for all you anime fans. Shout out to you guys. And uh, leave comments, feedback. I'm on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and just let me know what you thought. And whatever you guys do, pursue and be blessed and be a blessing. Thank you.